a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to the program, Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 28. Grateful to you. Today we're spending a lot of time on this tax repeal deal. Uh, We learned this morning from the office of uh, Governor Gary Herbert as well as that of uh, Speaker Wilson and the president of the Senate that they intend to repeal this big tax deal. It was passed during a special session in uh, December of last year. And, well, this morning they've changed their minds. What happened in between? Uh, Well, a number of you spoke out led by former Representative Fred Cox. A petition effort uh, was underway, and it looks like a a good number of you spoke up, enough to move the behavior of the Utah legislature. That's an impressive feat, regardless of where you stand on politics. um, But uh, to have had an impact the way you have, that's admirable, and uh, I admire you for having done it. On the line right now, we have former Speaker of the Utah House, uh, a man who would like to become your next governor, Greg Hughes, is on the line. Sir, how are you? Good, Lee. How are you? Not too bad at all. I was anxious to speak to you uh, today from the perspective of your uh, former occupation, being a Speaker of the Utah House. Uh, tell us, what what happened here? What, what are the big takeaways we should glean from uh, this announcement out of the uh, House leadership and Senate and the governor's office? Well, first off, hats off to former Representative uh, Fred Cox. He he has always been a citizen sol- soldier, and I could have told you a long time ago when he, you know, he sinks his teeth into something. He is incredibly uh, tenacious, and what I've witnessed in terms of the people speaking, it's historic, and we need to see it that way. That this was a grassroots effort that I think is unmatched. Uh, there's been other referendums, but they've usually had some funding and some help. But this was uh, in terms of you know special interest. But this really was a uh, grassroots effort and hats off again i'll give credit where credit's due and and former representative fred cox did a a phenomenal job in leading and it was a lot of people but i think that was a a very impressive and i think what you saw is uh the people and the public were not brought along uh, on this tax proposal what i'd I'd propose and what i'd hope we talk about a little bit is how does tax uh, you know significant tax policy pass in this country and even state I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna be very blunt i think you have to have a governor just as we've had presidents, if you have Reagan tax cuts, if you have Bush or, or Trump tax cuts, you still have a legislative process. You have a U.S. Congress that puts that together, but you have, uh, but you have a president of the United States bringing the public along and then hearing the public sentiment and then informing the very tax policy that is going through its respective body, its U.S. House or U.S. Senate. Let's put that on the state. You needed – a very clear voice and a bully pulpit that the governor and, and being the leader of the state as governor you have to to bring the public into that conversation and that should have been done ahead of the game not after the fact and i just think that you, we didn't see that when it's called the legislative tax reform 
the legislature, I've learned now that I'm not a lawmaker, they are built for strength. They can give it their level best to try and deal with the federal entitlements, Obamacare expansion, what it does to our state budget. But I'm going to tell you, they do not have the bully pulpit that a governor has. We should have seen uh, Governor Herbert, his administration, out front leading on this type of reform if it was worth doing. And in, with the public, informing the public, but hearing back from them, bringing that to the original effort of a legislative body, which we did not have. And yep. if I'm governor, that's what you would have. Let me ask you this. Are there winners and losers in this whole deal? Uh, in terms of uh, what's happened politically or? I don't know. However you might interpret I, it. I there, there's a very, a very divided uh, set of opinions here. There are those who uh, crafted and voted for this piece of legislation, and then there are those who spoke out under yeah. the leadership of Fred Cox. Hey, when all is said and done, uh, who came out on top? I think it's a clear reminder, Lee, that, that you know, in, in politics and even in policy, perception is reality. I've, I've had the case as a lawmaker where I voted on a bill that I felt was good policy, but we did not bring the public along, and there was a special session called, and we had to repeal it. I think it was in 20. Oh, I don't know, 2011 or something like that. And and there are times that as a public servant, if you do not have the public uh, support and you, the public has not been brought along on important policy, you have yourself a political problem. And, and what I think is that oftentimes we're atten- we are tempted to talk about math or talk about you know the policy itself. Politically, there was not the kind of discussion and sharing of information to know what or why or how that was going to happen. But again, I, I don't blame my former colleagues as culprits here. I think they were trying very hard. Again, when you see federal entitlements and you see this budget being uh, directed the way it is with the lure of federal money, I think you saw them doing their level best. But the role of the public and what they understood and what they could provide as perspective to that process in saying absolutely not to, to food and to gasoline, it takes a governor to be that conduit and to be that person to, to really bring the public along yeah. So I'd say, look, I think the positive is the people have spoken in, a, in a, an impactful and even a historical way. And I think it reminds every one of us, whether we're a candidate or a public servant, the, the public, they're the boss. The sovereignty is in the people. You have to be a leader that engages that public, even in uncomfortable conversations. But you've got to do it. It's the way Reagan did it. You go back to Kennedy tax cuts. You've got, you've got, you've got Kennedy. You've got uh, Reagan. You've yeah. got Bush and you've got Trump. You have, and we've had governors doing it as well. That's the kind of leadership it takes to really address significant tax reform, and we didn't see it. Let me ask you this. Uh, let's pretend it's 2021. The legislative session is about ready to, to kick off. Again, 2021, next year. Uh, it's been yeah. uh, signaled by President Adams, Speaker Wilson, and including Governor Herbert that uh, this legislative session here this year, 2020, that after uh, next week when they take on repealing this SB 2001, that that will be it for taxes. There won't be uh, an attempt to readdress this issue during this legislative session. Uh, let's say, well, let me first ask you do, you, do you feel that the circumstances we face right now here in Utah uh, require uh, looking at this issue? And if so, what would you do first next year uh, as the legislature tackles this issue? What, what, what do you think should be step one as we readdress this issue of tax reform here in the state? Lee, it's, it's crystal clear. You have to get out there. I have always believed it's what I did in the, in the last sessions of Speaker. You've got to grow this economic pie. We have so many advantages by infrastructure, our road, our rail, our air. There's a global supply chain that's growing by the minute in this world, 
And Utah has a chance to be a link in that global supply chain, which would bring incredible economic prosperity, jobs uh, to the entire state, rural, Wasatch Front, you name it. We have to be at, we have to be dedicated as supply siders and conservatives to growing the economic pie. That's the first thing. But we do have an economy that's changing. It is different. We do spend money in a different way than we used to, and there were dollars that were collected that you've got to talk about that. But and, and you have to bring the public along, and that's a hard conversation. That's going to take longer to have those conversations and talk about those things and get the feedback from the public. But at the same time, in that same session in 2021, let's look at this ever-expanding entitlements inside of our, our state budget. I heard, there were, I heard that there was a, a description of a conservative Obamacare expansion. I'm going to argue the best way to deal with Obamacare expansion and its federal entitlements on our budget is to not have it, to come up with state solutions, which we did as a state legislature, that will allow you to help people that are in need to not see emergency rooms used for health care. But we came up with a state solution. It was not with federal entitlement money. And I think that that's the, you, that's the way you do it. You have, to, you have to look at some of these federal entitlements and how they're strangling our budget. And uh, I think you have to – I honestly think that the initiative that passed that allowed for Obamacare expansion after the legislature uh, stopped it was because you, it's one of the few areas that you saw our current governor spend some serious political capital – looking to pass Obamacare expansion. Sure. And so when it came up on a ballot, it was a very familiar concept. And I think that it, it comes with consequences that I, that I worry about. And I think that's what you see with the legislature. They don't print money. The state of Utah does not print money, and it balances its budget. And the more of that federal entitlement money you see inside these state budgets, the more lawmakers yeah. and those that build these budgets, their hands are tied. Right. But what I'm explaining to you is a conversation that a good governor has broadly with the state, uh, with the public and then with the legislature as well in terms mm-hmm. of getting those entitlements out of the budget, growing the economic pie, and then having this thoughtful discussion about what are we going to do with a changing economy that's not around the corner, it's right in front of us. Very good. Uh, former Speaker of the Utah House, Greg Hughes, our guest here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Let me ask you, uh, Greg, before you go, are you ready to make an announcement for your running mate? I'm two weeks and one day into this race. I, <laughs> I, uh, I do not. I don't have any running mate. You want? Hey, Lee. Yeah. What are you doing? Hey, let me let me I'll, let me check my schedule. I got this new gig hey. going. Let me see how it's working out. You, I think you might have a higher name idea. I think you, you'd be a you'd be a star. I think this is right up your alley. <laughs> All right. Hey, we will talk. This is just between us, right? No one can hear this. Yeah, no, no one's right? listening yet. It's a new show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. Uh, Greg, thank you uh, for for calling us. Hey, listen, in the next segment, this is a fascinating topic. Uh, The Utah Supreme Court Justice is considering a rule change that would allow DACA recipients to join the state bar. That means individuals who are not citizens of this country uh, practicing law here in the state of Utah. Uh, There's a public comment uh, period open right now for you to weigh in. It closes today. We're going to hear from uh, the general counsel for the Utah State Bar, Elizabeth Wright, next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.